This is At Risk Radio. Welcome to At Risk Radio. At Risk Radio is a show where we talk about leadership in the church at risk. My name is Mark Stafford, and I'm the host of the show. I'm here with David Witt. He's the CEO of SOM International. And with Todd Nettleton, he's the Chief of Media Relations and Message Integration at Voice of the Martyrs, as well as the host of Voice of the Martyrs Radio. Todd, welcome to the show. This is part two. If you haven't listened to part one, we encourage you to go back and listen to part one with our interview with Todd. Now, David, there's some unrest that's happening in Eritrea. Give us an update what's happening there. Well, I'm going to turn that over to Todd because he's really stayed on top of that. I, Todd and I were speaking off the air and really shared his heart. And Todd, I want you to just jump into what has happened just in the last few weeks to bring encouragement and an update of you know how people can pray and, and see what God's doing over there in uh, North Africa. Yeah, a little bit of background. So in 2002, the Eritrean government, which is run by a dictator, a man named Isaias Fwerki, they called in the leaders of the evangelical local churches in 2002 and essentially said, your churches are closed now. <laughs> you you used oh, wow. to have public services. You own a building. All that's fine, but no more public services. This is done. It's over. We're setting up a registration process so you can fill out the paperwork and, and maybe re-register. Since 2002, no church has been granted registration. So it, that, that was kind of a joke. Um, hey, fill out these papers and, and we'll give you permission again. Shortly after that, they began to arrest leaders and other members of these churches because obviously these churches didn't just disappear. Uh, they right. just transitioned into house churches. And it's really a fascinating kind of case study because literally from one Sunday to the next, they went from kind of a traditional model of church like, like we do. We go to church, we go to a building, we gather together to house church. Wow. And so they made that transition incredibly quickly. But I went in 2004, and so I got the chance to meet some people who had been in prison. I got a chance to interview some pastors who were leaders in these banned church groups. And shortly after that, several of the pastors that I met were arrested. And just recently, back in July, two of those pastors spent their 7,000th day in prison. Wow. And wow. right now we estimate somewhere in the neighborhood of 350 to 400 Christians in prison in Eritrea. Not a single one of them has ever been charged with a crime. They certainly have never had a trial or a lawyer or a chance to defend themselves. They just get arrested. They kind of disappear into the prison system. And now in the case of these two brothers, it's 7,000 days later, they're still in prison. We did get some good news. So we did a kind of a campaign and said, hey, sign up, pray for these two pastors. Also send a fax, send an email to the Eritrean embassy. Six days later, 13 Eritrean Christians were released from prison, mm. uh, all of whom Praise had been Lord. in prison for 10 years or longer. Unfortunately, not the two pastors that we were really focusing on in the campaign, but 13 Christians being released is a huge praise to the Lord Amen. and a sign, I think, that our attention, our efforts really do make a difference. I mean, the Eritrean yeah. government doesn't want to be embarrassed on the world stage by saying, hey, look, they're locking up mm -hmm. Christians. They're mm -hmm. putting them in prison. So I, I talked to our field leader and he's like, they're never going to say you did this campaign. And because of that, we released these prisoners. But it's hard not to see something that happened six days later uh, as being, you know, completely unrelated. Yeah. And it just kind of boggles the mind to think that they didn't have anything to do with each other. Yeah, Todd, thank you for bringing that out. Again, the leadership that every believer listening to this podcast that, that knows Jesus can have 
to serve their persecuted family out there is to let their voice be heard at times. We've done some campaigns at times for people. It makes a huge difference. And the prayer, you know, we had one just last year, last year it was, for a brother in North Africa. And we couldn't go totally public with everything. We had to keep some things discreet, but we did do a prayer campaign. And, and people start praying, and with it, and he was for apostolized. He was going to be put to death within two weeks. There's a lot of details there. People can read that later. But he was released. It, we got him out of prison, got him out of that 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 right. nation, and uh, and so so this is the way that I hope people heard what. Todd said, you make a difference. You are a light. You are a leader in this, this kingdom world. Um, also, Todd, it just brought up that memory of the days we worked together when I was in Indonesia. Uh, you probably remember Pastor Dominic there who was arrested, and I got to visit him in prison there. We, I brought back his address, and then we put it in, it was in the Voice of the Martyrs, you know, newsletter, and it ended up, he ended up receiving over 30,000 letters, and he became a VIP oh, wow. <laughs> in the uh, prison and was released least within a you know reasonable amount of time. So, you know, those campaigns make a difference. So thank you, Todd. And Todd, I want you to go on. Now, you know, what do you I, I really have my heart of when we think about the persecution of the church today, which way is it going? Is it get, getting worse? Is it getting better? It's just about the same. Uh, what's the spiritual radar that you see in your heart and in the other areas that even you want to mention right now? You know, I think as we look around the world, we have to say it's getting worse. That there is more persecution. There are more Christians arrested. There are more Christians uh, abused, even sometimes by their own family members. And so that's kind of the the bad news side of the coin. But if you flip the coin over, there's some good news behind that okay. because part of the reason there are more Christians being persecuted is because there are more Christians. Yeah. The, the church is growing in China. The church is growing in the Middle East. I I had a conversation on BOM Radio just recently with a guy who's been in the Middle East for a number of years, and he said the openness is more than he's seen in the past. Wow. And there are changes to how people are perceived if they ask questions about Christianity. It's not seen as such a huge danger, terrible thing. And in fact, he gave an example in one of the countries in the Middle East, there was recently someone who became a Christian. The police came to them. They, they had actually gotten baptized and they posted on social media, hey, I'm a Christian now. I just got baptized. The police oh came to this person. But instead of saying, you're an apostate, we're going to have to kill you now. They said, why did you post pictures on social media? You, you've embarrassed us by doing this. If, if you want to be a Christian, that's your business. Just be real quiet about it. You don't have to post this stuff oh, on social media. That is amazing change. Yeah. Yes. It, it's mind-blowing change wow. in that context where 10 years ago, that person would be dead now. Yeah. Instead, they're just having the police say, hey, don't, don't post it on social media. Mm. That is radically different. And so – Yes, there is more persecution, but part of the reason for that is the church is growing. There is more followers of Christ in hostile and restricted nations. Well, hey, when we get back, we want to talk more about what's happening in these hostile and restricted nations. Uh, hey, if you want to pray for the persecuted church, the International Day of Prayer for the Persecuted Church is coming up very soon. In this next spot, you'll hear a little bit more about that. At Risk Radio. Every Sunday in America, over 60 million people freely walk into the doors of a church fellowship. But not everyone enjoys this kind of social freedom. 
Christians face harassment in 145 countries around the world. Some even give their lives today because of their faith in Jesus. Persecution is harsh. Women and children are the most vulnerable of all people groups. But be inspired that your family in Christ is boldly sharing love and hope despite local officials doing everything they can to silence them. In fact, let me assure you that our prayers today bring them comfort and love. Thank you for standing with our persecuted family. To stay informed and to help assist, go to spiritofmartyrdom.com. Welcome back to At Risk Radio. I'm online with David Witt. David Witt is the CEO of SOM International. I'm also online with Todd Nettleton. He's the Chief of Media Relations and Message Integration with Voice of the Martyrs, as well as the host of Voice of the Martyrs Radio, VOM Radio. David, uh, first thing, I want to just talk about IDOP. If you're interested in IDOP at Spirit of Martyrdom, it is spiritofmartyrdom.com slash IDOP. And that would just played over the break there. David, you have a number of stories about what's happening in the persecuted church church and some history you have with Todd. So go ahead and tell us about another one of those stories. Well, Todd and I, again, we're convinced on the power of prayer and, and how that works in so many lives. And Todd and I have in common that we are so blessed. We're humbled all the time. We've done, you know, hundreds of interviews, but I'm I'm humbled by Todd. There's not a lot of people who have done more interviews than me, except Todd Nettleton and Todd. So it's, again, to I, I just want to tap into that. You, you know, on your podcast, you interview weekly persecuted brothers and sisters. And in recent years, I, I'd love for you to bring out someone or a story that really inspired you in, in recent history. You know, I always, if, if somebody, if I meet somebody and they say, well, I've never listened to Voice of the Martyrs Radio before, where should I start? I always point them to an interview I did with a lady named Sister Amber. And I would encourage people, you can find it in the podcast stream. You could find it on our website. But Sister Amber was a gospel worker in the country of Tibet and was there for a number of years. It is a very hard field. It is a very difficult place to represent Christ, uh, controlled by the Chinese government, controlled by the Communist Party. And she experienced really a a spiritual breakthrough where she saw an open door for the gospel with one of the tribal groups in Tibet uh, that she had been focused on. And she was thinking, oh, you know, this is amazing. God's just opened the door. Well, within about a month later, the police were knocking on her door and Sister Amber was taken to the police station. And she was interrogated very severely by the Chinese police. She had some amazing things to say about that, though, the, the presence of God in the midst of her persecution, and she didn't go into a lot of detail about what was being done to her other than it was horrible and it was terrible. And she said in the midst of that, she sensed the, the Holy Spirit asking her, reminding her, Amber, they're not persecuting you, they're persecuting me. And God asked her in that moment, can I borrow your body to receive my persecution? And she said, in, in that horrible surrounding, in that horrible situation, she said, yes, Lord, you can borrow my body to receive your persecution. Mm -hmm. You, I, I offer this to you. And that's one part of her story. Another part of her story that I think I'll always remember is, is months later, after she was released and, and eventually went home, she was with her mother, and her mother pulled out her prayer journal and showed Amber a picture 
and it showed she just kind of sketched out a picture in her prayer journal of Amber sitting at a table with four men surrounding her at the table. And Amber said, that's exactly how it was when I was being interrogated. I was sitting at a table. There were four men around me and her mom had had actually identified one of the men in the in the thing. And, and God had shown her this, that God had big plans for one of the men that was interrogating oh my her. Goodness. So he, she had identified that man in the prayer journal. That's amazing. And so when Amber saw that, she thought, okay, this is amazing. God had somebody praying for me in that moment. Mm -hmm. Even though I was trapped in there, I couldn't communicate anything. God clearly gave my mother a vision of what I was going through so that she could pray specifically for me in that moment. And also, look, one of those guys that was interrogating me, God has big plans for him. God is going to reach that man. God is going to change his heart. God is going to use him. So again, that's why I, when somebody asked me, hey, what should I, I tell people, if you don't like the interview with Sister Amber, you will never like anything <laughs> on Voice of the Martyrs Radio. Like, like nothing we have yeah. will, will entice you at all because your wood is wet. Yeah, if, yeah, yeah. If that doesn't light you up, your wood is wet. It's, it's hopeless. Um, yeah. So I, that's one story. And I just encourage people, go find that interview with Sister yeah. Amber. And it just reminds us, God is present with us in our suffering, Amen. in our hard times. He is He's willing to be with us and he's willing to use our suffering to build his kingdom. Todd, everything you're sharing just shows why you're a leader in this world and specifically to the church at risk. At the end here, I'd like you to summarize the effectiveness that you see in leadership in God's kingdom. Specifically, our listeners out there are, I believe, the cream of the crop. I mean, they're activists for Jesus. They love the kingdom. That's why they tuned into podcasts like what you do and what Mark and I do here. And so talk to us and talk to them about how do they make a difference? How do they get involved, activate their their sense of wanted, wanting to serve? Here's what I would remind you of. I would remind you of the parable about the treasure in the field. You know, we, we've probably all read it. We probably all know the story. The man goes out, he's walking around, he finds a treasure in the field. And he's like, oh, wow, this is amazing. He puts the treasure back in the ground and then he goes and the Bible says in his joy, he sold all that he owned so that he could buy that field. And then he would have that treasure. That would be his treasure. In his joy, he sold all that he owned. That's the picture of the kingdom. That's the picture of walking with Christ that, that we get out of that story is, if I had to sell everything I owned to walk with Christ, it would totally be worth it that mm. I would be getting the best end of that deal. Wow. That's Good. what I want to encourage people with this week is just, Hey, whatever you're having to give up. And yes, there are sacrifices. Yes, there are difficult times, whatever you're having to give up, do it in your joy, understanding that you are possessing this amazing treasure. You are winning in this encounter. You're winning in this deal. You're getting the best end. And I just encourage people because it is easy to think, oh, I'm giving up so much or, oh, it's so hard. In his joy, he sold everything he owned to possess that treasure. That's what it is to walk with Christ. And so if you have to sell some stuff, if you have to give up some stuff, don't despair in that. Understand you're getting the better end of the deal. Anything else you want to mention to for people just to to direct an activity? I mean, we talked about writing letters. We talked about IDOP. Anything you want to add or emphasize to that? Yeah, let me just share. I, I know there are Christians who hear about our persecuted brothers and sisters, and they think, "Well, that's ten thousand miles from here. What what could I possibly do? What what do I do with this information?" Mm. 
let me give you three steps to do. Number one is pray. And we've talked about this. We've talked about the IDOP coming up. Mm -hmm. I know Spirit of Martyrdom has resources to help you pray. Voice of the Martyrs has resources to help you pray. So number one, commit yourself to pray for persecuted Christians. Yeah. And then number two is educate yourself so that you can pray better. So That's you can good. pray more directly. You can pray more specifically. And again, we have resources. Spirit of Martyrdom has resources educate yourself so that you can pray more effectively. So number one is commit to pray. Number two is educate yourself so you can pray better. And then I always tell people, number three is whatever God lays on your heart to do. Amen. Because as yeah. you're praying, as you're learning more, God's going to say, Hey, I want you to do this. And maybe it's, you know, maybe it's sponsor Bibles to be delivered into one of these countries. Maybe it's write letters to Christians in prison in Eritrea. Maybe it's get on an airplane and go to one of these countries, but it's going to come as you're praying and as you're learning more. And then God, like I say, he puts his thumb on something and says, Hey, th this is what, this is your thing, man. You need to do this. Then it's just a matter of being obedient to what he's calling us to do. Todd, I can't put in words how much joy you brought to me today just to reconnect with you, have you on the podcast. Thank you for your time. Mark, I know we're out of time. We're always, we're always short on time with so many stories. I'm glad we have eternity to catch up on all this, but go ahead and take us out. Yeah, thank you, Todd. I'm going to give you a number of websites. For our listeners, just a number of websites here. First thing, if you want to connect with Voice of the Martyrs, persecution.com. Persecution.com has Todd's books. It has a link to Voice of the Martyrs Radio. And it has resources to their magazines and, and all the materials they put out. They put volumes of material out on the persecuted church. So we'd encourage you to go there. Spiritofmartyrdom.com. That's the sponsors this podcast, Spirit of Martyrdom, has a newsletter that comes out every single month that has full color pictures and stories of those who are risking much for Jesus. We want to direct you there. Also at Spirit of Martyrdom is the International Day of Prayer link at spiritofmartyrdom.com slash IDOP. We want to encourage you and your church and your fellowship, your Bible study to gather around and pray for those who are risking much for Jesus. In November, there's an official date every year. You, uh, David, is it the first Sunday in November? First Sunday. First Sunday in mm -hmm. November is usually when churches are recognizing the International Day of Prayer for the Persecuted Church. And so we want to encourage you to get resources for that, to get educated and to gather and pray for those who are risking much for Jesus. Lastly, the way that the Persecuted Church is helped one way is through donations. And so we encourage you to become a donor, a monthly donor at spiritofmartyrdom.com or to give a donation in exchange for a book in the Spirit of Martyrdom bookstore. Until next time, my name is Mark Stafford, and this has been At Risk Radio. You've been listening to At Risk Radio. For more, go to atriskradio.com. At Risk Radio is a production of SOM International.